Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Hmm? Yeah? 300 million! No bothers. We're rich. Nothing to worry about here. Nothing to see. This is definitely going to happen. John W. Henry will absolutely sanction a 300 million quid fee for Kylian Mbappe because there's nothing in our history with FSD to suggest he wouldn't. So, of course, we have to take this link incredibly seriously. It's absolutely not bullshit of the highest order and it will not be going on Bullshit Island because it is absolutely true, isn't it? Surely? Right? Yeah? Come on. We'll go through it. There is a report. I'm not making it up. These aren't my words. We will talk about it. Uh, One quick thing. Wayne, my beautiful friend, I don't own a white Adidas hoodie. So your guess of a white Adidas hoodie is always going to be wrong because I don't have one. Um, And I couldn't wear a hoodie today. It's too warm. So we did go for the old boring black Adidas. But yeah, look, where to start off today? I mean, with a bit of bit of housekeeping, let's go with that one. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but there is a lot of talk about Reese Williams maybe going on loan up to Aberdeen. Obviously, we've just recently moved the player up there uh, full time. So another loan up there to a club that seemed to have treated our players well and that we have a good relationship with makes sense. It doesn't look like Reese Williams' future will lie at Liverpool. So a loan, see how that goes, and then maybe a permanent deal. There's been talk today as well about Naf Phillips leaving the club permanently now I don't think a deal is agreed yet but he has been linked with Leeds United so keep an eye on that one um and look I think that would be a good move for him Nat Phillips he strikes me as a Leeds type of player you know hard as nails puts his head in anywhere will head a brick if it's crossed into the box I mean there's lots to admire about him and I think Leeds fans would absolutely love him so let's wait and see how that one works out uh, other than that, they were talking about contract renewals or extensions and the most likely one to be done first is Trent Alexander-Arnold. The club aren't in any immediate rush to get that done, but it looks like he will be the next one to have uh, his Liverpool contract extended. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at with the housekeeping. And now we'll go into the main stories of the night. And I guess we'll start off with the absolutely ludicrous statements that Liverpool and John W. Henry are apparently readying a 300 million Euro bid for Kylian Mbappe. And that's according to uh, a FIFA registered agent. 
So this is where it gets really weird. So this guy was on speaking with Marca, who are, of course, a Spanish outlet uh, who have newspapers, radio stations. And he was saying that Liverpool are preparing to come in and try and rain on Florentino Perez and uh, Real Madrid's party to sign Kylian Mbappe. Now, what makes this story a little bit interesting is that, according to this person, PSG are really angry. PSG are really angry at Mbappe and the whole situation. And we know that PSG have form for... Well, shall we say flexing? They went in and they bought Neymar from Barcelona when nobody thought that pay, that buyout clause would be triggered. They went in, paid it and took Neymar to Paris. So what I'm saying is, if they get it into their heads that they are going to make it as difficult as possible for Kylian Mbappe to go to Real Madrid, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else benefited from it. But we know our owner, right? And we know that as much as John W. Henry has flirted with Mbappe previously, uh, you guys may or may not be aware, but there's reported that John W. Henry flew Kylian Mbappe and his representatives around somewhere in France trying to convince him to move to Liverpool before he made the move from Monaco to PSG. And look, we'd all love to believe it's true. We'd all love to think that maybe Nike could step in here and, you know, flaunt their cash and help Liverpool with the shirt sales and the 30% and all this stuff. But, you know, here in reality world, if we can't afford to go out there and spend 65 million on Barella, I don't see how we can live in a world where we think John W. Henry and FSG are going to pony up 300 million euro. And that's before we get to the really big part about this. The most obvious part about it is... He's not worth 300 million euro with one year left on his contract, you absolute lunatics. As much as I'd love Mbappe, I would get myself a big wet fish and I would track down John W. Henry and slap him around his face with the big wet fish if Liverpool spent 300 million euro on Kylian Mbappe. No. And that's before we talk about his wages, rumoured to be about a million quid a week. So I don't know. I don't even know if this is a candidate for Bullshit Island because. I think we're going to need a bigger island for this one. This doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But, again, it's been reported, so I bring it to you guys for conversation. One more thing, Federico Valverde, it looks like. Again, you're linking this to Kylian Mbappe because if Real Madrid do want to make a move for Mbappe, they may have to tweak their, uh, their squad a little bit because... The FFP regulations in the Liga are done internally, meaning that each club uh, sends the information across to the Liga offices, information about their contracts, their wages, their income, their uh, the money that they put out each month or each season, I should say, and La Liga tells them how much wiggle room they have. So if there is a situation where Real Madrid maybe have to free up a bit of money or a squad place, then it's potentially possible that Valverde could be sacrificed by Madrid in order to try and get Mbappe or maybe shoe many. And that leads me into the next point that I want to speak about. As much as I think all of this stuff is nonsense, as much as I think there's more chance of uh, me growing a, a blonde head of 18-inch hair by tomorrow, I do have one thing at the back of my mind, and this thing is something that's been bugging me for the past couple of days. We've spoke about the deals that Liverpool have been linked to with the lads who are away at the under-21 euros. And a lot of those deals are, are very doable, but we're pausing. We're not doing them. And I'm wondering why. And the reason I'm wondering why is one reason. I wonder are Liverpool looking to see if there is a deal to be done. I'm wondering are Liverpool waiting to see how this window progresses. If one transfer is going to trigger another transfer. And maybe there's a player who Liverpool didn't think was going to be available. Becoming available. And by that I pretty much do mean Valverde or Shuomeni. 
because we know Jurgen Klopp is a big admirer of both of those gentlemen. You're probably admirers. I know certainly I am. We have a Uruguayan in our team already, so one more wouldn't do any harm. Um, and I'd like to think that if that was the situation, if Madrid were trying to free up some money or trying to get a, uh, an area sorted for Mbappe, there could be something to this. Because a lot of these deals could be done. If we're in for Kone, it could be done quickly. The Gravenberts one is a little bit different, and let me explain why. Ryan Gravenberts has been speaking about his own situation, and these are his words. He said, I'm assuming that I'll still be at Bayern next season. That's how I'm really in it. I'm at a top three club in the world. I think that's beautiful and special. I'm not giving up like that. My goal is to succeed at Bayern. So that's from his own mouth. And that's before we even look to the point that I said to you guys yesterday that Bayern Munich just might not want to sell. And we've heard Jurgen Klopp say that we don't want to be chasing players that will drag on throughout the summer or players that frankly don't want to move. And the man's words is that he wants to fight for his place at Bayern. So leave him there. And I'm not convinced by him. So... Don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'd be very happy if we decided to stay at Bayern Munich because I don't want Liverpool to, to sign Ryan Gravenberts because I don't believe that it's necessarily a good move. A little bit more. It looks like Bobby Firmino could indeed be heading over to Al Ali. Uh, Fabrizio Romano has been speaking, saying negotiations between Al Ali and the representatives of Roberto Firmino are advancing talks underway. He joined uh, Edward Mendy, who's already completed medical tests and signed a three-year contract as a new Al Ali player so again let's wait and see what happens there uh, and then one more interesting piece of information that I wanted to just give you guys at the start of the stream and let's see, see how you feel is that apparently Liverpool have informed Romeo Lavia's agents that they're going to be making an offer next week now that came in from uh, or this summer I should say excuse me that came in from Sasha Tavaleri who was speaking with Redmen TV so Again, lots to go through there. And that's before we move into the other stuff that we're going to speak about tonight as well. So, as always, I'm interested to know how you guys feel about these stories. I mean, can we dream of a big signing? Could we dream? Well, look, I don't think we could dream about an Mbappe. But we could maybe dream about a Schumann or a Valverde. Or do you think that this is just simply a matter of timing and that Liverpool aren't waiting to see if some of the big guns are available that maybe they're just holding back because, well, these deals take a little bit of time. So, my friends, it's over to you. And I want to know how you feel. Because for me, I've made no secret about this. I'm sold on Thuram. Love the idea of him. We've already got Alexis McAllister. You know, you can never have too much Irish in your squad. And I'm going to die on that hill, by the way. He is Irish. Um, but the third midfielder could be a difference maker. Could be a real boost to morale in the fan base, in the squad. And if that's a Gravenberch, I find it very underwhelming. If it's a Lavia, I find it a bit of a risk. Now, I don't know much about Romeo Lavia. He could be sensational. It's my own ignorance on him, and I'm willing to put my hands up to that one. But it still doesn't excite me. It still doesn't make me feel like we're making a statement. And that's before we get into um, the situation around Declan Rice. And I don't know if you guys have seen the clip doing the rounds from Enia Luco on TalkSport saying that she believes there's some shenanigans perhaps going on, trying to liken the pursuit of Declan Rice to her being a sporting director at a club and ringing up and trying to basically cajole another manager or another sporting director into making a bid for a player that they don't really want to try and push the story along. I don't understand how people are employed that can speak this absolute nonsense. If you've seen the clips yourself, you'll know. Um... Previously, this is the same Enia Luko who said 
and and I quote, uh, if you look at his goal record, he's got 19 goals in 40 games. If you do the maths on that, that's a goal a game. Excuse me? It's, it's what now? It's, it's a goal a game. Oh, you were a sporting director, a professional paid pundit, but mathematician won't be in your CV because I don't know about you guys, but 19 goals in 40 games, a goal a game, it is not. It is potentially almost a goal every two games, but how do these people get given jobs? How? Like we're talking about TalkSport, BBC, big, big platforms for people who know very little apparently about how numbers work first and foremost but it's a big jump to think that Arteta rang Pep and said Pepinald any chance that you guys could throw in a bid for the L Declan Rice there because Air Board they're being a bit incremental in the way that they're making these bids and I want my board to just spunk a load of money and get the lad so any chance Pep that you could just I don't know offer 90 million for the kid don't worry though you won't have to buy him i'm just trying to cajole my board into making a bigger bid now before we get into the ethical questions about that that's verging on fraud in my mind if that was the situation so i don't for one second believe it is the situation nor do i believe that any premier league manager would have the balls to ring another competing premier league manager and uh, offer up such a situation so where are we? Stop the fucking world. I want to get off. I can't believe... I can't, I can't believe I'm being subjected to this as a human being and a football fan. Wow. Wow. So that's where I'm at. Now I want to see how you guys are feeling. Can we get a poll, Mark, in the chat? Does anybody believe that Liverpool are serious about Kylian Mbappe? Anybody, does anybody believe, like, I want to know if any of you beautiful boys and girls out there need medical assistance. So let's ask the chat, because for the love of God, what about John W. Henry and his history at Liverpool Football Club makes people think that he will pony up 300 of your human millions? Now, to put this into context, he paid 300, or 300 million pound for the club. Now, 300 million euros, about 250, 200 and... Yeah, 250 odd million pounds. So, I mean, I don't know where to go with it. And again, this isn't like some Jack the Lad on Twitter who came up with this, you know? This isn't some fella just going, watch, 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 watch this, watch this bullshit. This is actually a FIFA agent speaking on a well-funded, well-known outlet like Marca coming up with this. And us... The regular Joe Soap, the football fans are supposed to believe this? Fuck me. If I heard that on a fan channel, I'd be like, lads, come on. Come on, knock that on the head. Right, the poll is up. <laughs> the poll is up anyway. Will Liverpool be spending 300 million euro on Kylian Mbappe? Uh, how many times can you click yes? For the love of God. Oh, lads. Uh, hello mate, been saving up loads of points for a while, just wanted to say, chat needs to remember we're dealing with an owner of 17 islands uh, and no thoughts of signing anyone. Yeah, he's a special breed of asshole is our owner. Um, and I, I can say that comfortably because, and I can't say this enough, I believe he's an asshole and I don't like him very much. And I don't give a fuck if I'm barred from Anfield anymore because I, I can't listen, I can't, I can't sit back 
because the article came today, the one we were waiting for all summer. Theo Squires wrote the piece that said, well, you know where I'm going with this, right? Who's going to be our saviour? Who could be a big influence next season? Who could save us? Curtis Jones. Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote the piece and then tried to defend it in the comments underneath on Twitter. Yeah, sure. Um, What? Like, what? We don't know what? Seriously. And like, do you know what I mean? We're the, the fan channels are the embarrassments. Imagine I came on here with a straight fucking face, looked down this camera and said to my audience, you know the trust that we've all built up over the years together? You know, the ups, the downs, the tears, the happiness. Well, this is how much I think of you. Liverpool are going to be saved by Jonesy and we might not need to actually do, you know, all that much around midfield because we've got a solution. You would all click end video, go off and say to yourselves, he's lost it. He's, he's just lost it now. You know, we always knew he was on the edge, but he's lost it. There's just no coming back from this, Craigo. And I would, you know, retire. Rightly so. It's fucking mental. It is mental. We knew that piece was coming. We knew it was coming. Every fucking year, the smoke gets blown up FSG's ass. I read another one the other day, right, that said um, something, what, what was it they said? Liverpool or Li Liverpool's owner's uh, battle rings true. And they were talking about the fact that we, you know, went to court with New Balance for the Nike deal. And then they went on to say, you know, how brilliant John W. Henry was, how great this deal was for the football club and how the owner was proven right. Well, here's the thing. We don't fucking know if he was proven right because, and this is very important, we haven't seen the fucking numbers. Nobody knows how much money the night deals brought in. But yet these outlets are out there saying to the world how incredibly brilliant it was and how much of a genius they are. You have no credibility anymore. You aren't a Liverpool local-based paper that does anything other than tries to fucking royal people it's weird who are we talking about um the the initial piece i was talking about was a theo squires piece that he wrote and uh posted up on twitter that uh he just reads with the comments underneath now to be fair to theo and i don't know the man whatsoever so i'm not trying to ridicule him the person not at all i'm sure he's a lovely guy and i mean that sincerely i don't know him never met him never spoke to him but just we just knew that article was coming we just did it's nonsense so look let's move on because a lot of people want to speak about federico valverde um so let me give you the information on this so this report comes again from spain and it said liverpool are likely to uh, have a 90 million euro offer ready to go should real madrid decide that they're willing to sell federico valverde it goes on to say that after the summer arrival of jude bellingham Cruz and Modric both signing new deals. Uh, he has left the Uruguayan as the main candidate to leave Los Blancos this summer. The That's according to a report in Spain, which says Liverpool are willing to put the forward uh, on their books for £77 million by offering that proposal to La Liga. It says Carlo Ancelotti's side will assess the pros and cons of keeping Valverde, who could be used to sacrifice a deal for Kylian Mbappe. Now look, I think there's potentially something to this. And I'm not saying we'll do it, but I think if Valverde or Shoemany became available, 
I do think Jurgen would at least ask the owners to to look into it and see what the possibility of it is. Because there's very few players that I know wholeheartedly Klopp likes that I can sit here, look down the camera and be honest about. Valverde and Chouameni are two of those players. Uh, we all know about Chouameni because the interest was there before he decided to join Real Madrid. But the interest from Valverde is there for a while. And of course, we have a bit of a secret weapon, right? We have a Uruguayan at the club. We have a certain potential new number nine, Darwin Nunes, to uh, smooth the way here. So, look, if he's available, you'd like to hope and think that we'd be in the market, right? And that brings me to my point that I mentioned earlier on. I'm wondering, is there something happening at Liverpool where we're holding off a little bit here? We're waiting to see what happens before we commit to the other midfield signings. Craig, is it true what I read today that Liverpool have only two non-homegrown spaces left on the list? Off the top of my head, that sounds about right. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know it definitively, but off the top of my head, I think we've got four or five homegrown spots that we could fill. Um, but of the non-homegrown spots, yeah, that sounds about right, mate. But let's wait and see. Did you see the report about non-homegrown players? We need to let some players go. Yes. And we spoke earlier on about the potential of a couple of players moving on. Uh, one of them being Nat Phillips to Leeds. One of them... That would be a permanent deal if it went through. And the other one that I mentioned was Reese Williams, who'd been linked with a move up to Aberdeen on loan. Giving Adrian the new deal has to be one of the dumbest decisions we've ever made. Well, yes, but that's before we even take into account the places in the squad. Just given that gentleman a new deal is lunacy. Giving him two new deals, well, that's just bordering on insanity. Uh, Adrian Matip and Shimakas are all counted as non-homegrown, so they should be sacked off. I mean, bit bit harsh on Costas, to be fair. I think, I think, yeah, I'd agree. And I'd one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sell him. If an offer came in, I don't think he is going to be the successor to Robbo, but I wouldn't be binning him off. Matip, yeah, look, Matip is the one that is an obvious one because he's got a year left. He's 32, I think now. Um, yeah, so that, that would make sense. Adrian, is there anybody in the chat, genuinely, like no taking the piss, is there any of you guys or girls that actually think that was a good deal? Does anybody think that Adrian signing a new deal is a good deal. Now, before you answer, let me pose this to you. And this is a fair question. I imagine it's not very easy 
to go out and find a third choice keeper. So I do have some sympathy to the club from that regard. Because if you're a backup keeper, it's already tough enough, right? You're looking at Adri, or excuse me, Alisson, and you're thinking, mm, probably not going to get past him. If he's injured, I might get some games. The manager may give me a cup competition. If you're the third choice keeper, what are, you're like a fluffer on a porn set. Like, what are you there for? You know, you, you go and get somebody erect and fuck off and let somebody else come in and finish the job. That's that's pretty much what you're doing on the training ground every day. He's a lovely man, though, Craig. Ah, he's a good lad. Do you know what I mean? No, to be fair to Adrian, he does seem like a good lad, in all honesty. But, you know, we're, we're not Liverpool Football Club, the home of good lads. We're Liverpool Football Club. We want to win stuff. Can I play in midfield? Do I look like I could play? I could take up midfield, as in I could fill the fucking whole area. But could I play in midfield? No. Mm -mm. Did you ever see Jan Molby play in some of the Legends games? I'd be ten times worse than that. So, no. I could play in goal. I could take Adrian's position as third-choice fluffer. Uh, I could do that as a former goalkeeper. But the thing I don't understand about Adrian was... He was on more money than Kelleher. Kelleher being the understudy to Alisson. And it's rumoured, and I can't say this definitively, that Kelleher was on about 25 Gs a week and Adrian was on 60,000 human pounds, i.e. 3 million pounds a year. Surely we're best dipping into the youth squads for a third choice keeper. Give whoever it is a chance. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because, again, you want that third-choice keeper to, to, or the young keeper in this instance, to get games, to, to, to gain experience. So, as I said, I don't want Adrian at Liverpool, but it is a difficult position to fill with somebody that you trust. So, you know, I'm trying to be fair in my assessment here. Anyone ever told you you look like Bates and if he was hot? I mean, I love the last part there. You've won me over with the last part. Yeah, I do. Um, whenever I think about Bates and people are like, you know, that's Spider-Man meme of the two of them standing pointing at each other. But you are right. I am ridiculously better looking, you know. So at least you got that part in there. Uh, but I do see the likeness, except obviously the handsome factor is multiplied when I come into the equation. Uh, so James Pierce has been speaking about Klopp. He said, in terms of Klopp potentially staying beyond 2026, I think it's unlikely. I'd expect him to take a break at the end of his current deal. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Because the best gift that we've had in recent memory was Jurgen Klopp extending that deal. Because, you know, we were potentially going into our last season with Kloppo now. Imagine that. Imagine we were just about after the season we've had. Imagine we were going into this last season with Kloppo. I feel emotional, lads. I would. Um... So, yeah, I'm, look, I understand if Klopp needs a break because it is all-encompassing managing a, a club as high-profile as Liverpool. And you see how quickly Premier League managers visually age in front of our eyes when they step into the Premier League hot seat. So if Klopp decides at the end of 2026 that he needs to have a break or he wants to have a career change, look, all we can do is say thank you for his time at the club and be grateful that we've had him as a manager. Kane bid, I heard, rejected already. Um, what do we think happens with Harold? Do you think that 
he engineers a way out of Spurs? Or do you think Levy's going to hold him to that last year of his contract? Because if you look at it another way, um, that's a lot of money for Spurs to lose out on. Because if Harry Kane goes for free next summer, that is a lot of money for Spurs to not have to rebuild or to give to Ange Postacoglu. So if I'm if I'm Levy, I, I probably sell. I mean, a, a fair play if he wants to try and get a few more quid. I get it. But ultimately, I try and come to a deal that he sells because I think, and look, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not on this one, and it is a bit controversial. I think that Spurs could do with selling Kane. Not because I don't rate Kane. He's phenomenal. But because he's too big for the club right now. And it's easy to just go give it to Harry and let Harry do something. You know, that kind of way. I feel like if Ange Postacoglu came in and Kane moved on and he was given the money and he could build his own team, I feel like it might be a fresh start for Spurs. So again, I'm not in any way trying to say Kane isn't top-notch. Kane is a phenomenal striker. Um, but if I'm Spurs and I'm Postacoglu, I don't know. You could have a player for one season or you could bring in 80, 85 million and go to uh, go to rebuild. i take the money. I would. Because I don't think Harry Kane's going to sign on for a new deal at Spurs. So best case scenario, they'll have him for a year. Kane should go to Bayern or Real and win as many trophies as he can. The fact right now Adrian has more winners medals than him. So I do understand for Kane, he'd have Shearer's record in his sights. And look, that must be a big thing to go down as the the greatest goal scorer in Premier League history. But realistically, he's not going to catch Shearer's overall number. That is, you know, from competition before the Premier League came in. I think there's more goals than on top of that for him. So it'll come down to if Kane really wants that record or if he wants a fresh start and the opportunity to win trophies. And he deserves to be a Champions League player. He deserves to be playing in a club that are challenging. Be that United, be that Bayern Munich. He deserves that as a player. Uh, for less than 80 million, there are no good strikers to replace him at Spurs. But they only have him for one year, Milix. That's that's the part of this I'm trying to get across. In one year, he's gone and they get nothing. And they then they have to dip into their own pockets to rebuild. Right now, they could, and I'm just throwing this out as a name, they could try and bring in an Evan Ferguson or you know somebody else who will go on to have five, six, seven, eight years at the club. Now, I'm not saying Evan Ferguson will replicate the numbers of Harry Kane. I don't think anybody will. But it also, you know, I wouldn't be... It wouldn't be good business to let him leave for free next year. It just wouldn't. Tony would be good. Um, yeah, Tony would do bits. Absolutely. Sean said, I think Kane to United makes the most sense for him, but Spurs have made it clear that they won't sell him to us. It makes a lot of sense, Sean. And I've always been honest about this, mate. You and I disagree on many, many things, but I've always said United signing Kane scared me because he's a guarantee of 25 or 30 goals. Guaranteed. And that is the one area where United really lack um, numbers. You know, Rashford had a very good season. But dipped off for long spells, and he's, 
you know, look like he's about to hold United to ransom over that new deal. And he has some injury concerns and stuff. So if they, if you guys had got Kane, I'd have been really worried. Uh, Sean said, I know it sounds mad, but I don't think Mbappe has become a superstar in the Premier League. I think he'd very much suit a counter-attacking style in the Premier League with the pace of it. You know, I have visions of Alison Becker coming out claiming crosses and firing quick balls over the top. I think he would absolutely do well at certain clubs. Pick one dream signing. Who would that be in your opinion? If I'm being realistic, anybody from Barella, Schuermeni, Valverde. So yeah, any of those three and I'd be over the moon. Where would you expect Liverpool to finish next season? It's not acceptable, Sean, for Liverpool to not get Champions League next season. Is it because we win the Europa? I certainly hope so. But we also know that at the end of next season, and I'm open to be corrected on this, it's most likely fifth place going to be a Champions League spot. So if Liverpool don't get into the Champions League by any method, we've had a worse season than we've had this year. Because remember, we finished fifth this year. And next season, if I'm right, it will be a... It would be enough to get us into the Champions League. So if we finish in a worse position, problems, big problems. And when I say big problems, I mean the manager. Because I think Jurgen Klopp has more than enough credit in the bank to have had that season. Um, but that's it. That's that's his lot. He doesn't get to have another season like that. You know, because nobody's infallible. Nobody's above reproach. And if Jurgen doesn't get Liverpool back into the Champions League. I'm sorry, that isn't good enough. It just isn't. And look, people might disagree with me on that. People might think I'm being harsh, but these are the levels we need to hold our club to. These are the levels Liverpool need to be operating at. And I've every belief Jurgen will get us there. Don't get me wrong. I've not lost any faith in the manager whatsoever. I love him dearly. But if it's no Champions League next year, then, you know, there's conversations that have to be had, unfortunately. We were lucky to hit the Champions League spot in the COVID season as well. I mean, there was some luck involved, of course, yep. And there was the beauty of Alison Becker's amazing header. But yeah, you're right. We had a wobble that season. We got away with it. But the fact we didn't learn from that worried me. Because if ever there was a season where you should expect some injuries to come up, it was this one. Because of all the excerpts of last season and all the, the minutes the players had in their legs and the World Cup coming up as well of course that broke the season up this year um so i did never understood this thought process of we could go another year without bringing in a midfielder it never made sense to me watch sky build up finishing fifth now was a great achievement and successful season i mean it's not really sky that do that it's more like the cheerleaders in the media outlets that are friendly to liverpool fifth place for liverpool football club is in no way acceptable it is not acceptable. And I don't give a shit what our fan base says or doesn't say. Whether you agree or disagree, I don't care. It's not acceptable. Liverpool Football Club should not be existing to scrape into the Champions League spots. We should be challenging. We should be looking to be competitive every single season. Uh, if a team doesn't get a trophy in a the season, then it's a failure in my opinion. Trophies are the only thing that shouldn't matter. In theory, Sean, yes, I agree with you. I understand wholeheartedly how qualifying for the Champions League is important for clubs financially. And you can't avoid that in this day and age. The best players want to be playing in that competition and um, and you need to be in it. But after that, you want to be picking up trophies, as you said. This is just me. Aside from Thuram, potentially Kone, there are no names we are being reliably linked to that seem anything other than myth signings. 
Lucas, I'm with you, bud. Um, I'm not sold on Graven Birch. I'm on the fence about Lavia. Now, look, can we have a conversation about Romeo Lavia for a minute? Because it was reported today by uh, Sasha Tavalieri, I think his name is, speaking with on Red Men TV. And look, again, this is what differentiates me from a lot of these other channels who are afraid to say the name Anfield Agenda. I give credit to people when I take stuff from them. <laughs> when I nick your shit, I give you credit. Um, and he was speaking on Redmen and he was saying that Liverpool have apparently informed Romeo Lavia's representatives that a bid will be forthcoming from Liverpool this summer. Now, we know that Southampton are apparently quoting about £45 million. So I want to know how you guys feel about that. Do you think do you think that that's a good idea or is it underwhelming? Because I'm, I'll put my hands up and say I don't know enough about the kid. Uh, I like the player, but very expensive for a 19-year-old, said Jabba. Rather stick to our saviour, Curtis Jones, said Futsala. Uh, just a meh by Chechic, said Caden. Lavia isn't good enough for me, said Josh. Uh, is it true that Liverpool have to get some homegrown players to fill their quotas? No and yes. So... I mean, the reason I say no and yes, Sean, is nobody has to fill their homegrown quota. It's not a rule. Basically, in the Premier League, if you want to have your full 25-man squad, you need to have a maximum of 17 non-homegrown players and eight homegrown players. But there's nothing to say that you have to, you have to hit either cap. You just can't have more than 17 homegrown. You can have as many homegrown as you want, but you can't have more than 17 non-homegrown, excuse me. So, um... So, yeah, we don't have to, but if you want to fill out your squad. Now, anyone who's under the age of 21 or in the juniors, you don't have to. they don't have to be listed, but, um, but that's where we're at. So, we have, the last time I looked with the players that were leaving, I think we've only got like four homegrown filled or something like that. Jake said, he'd be good for the future, but we need players that are good now. And, yes. I agree. Like, there's nothing wrong with looking towards the future. So, just as an example, Jake, this is how I view the window so far. Alexis McAllister, top notch. No, no notes, no complaints. Brilliant. Thuram, I'm on board with. But here's the thing: Thuram is the roll of the dice for me. It's an educated roll of the dice. It's a promising roll of the dice. But he's a player that is still 22 or so. That is, um. Athletic, from a great footballing family, but he's still a risk because he's young, he's still maturing and improving, and that's where it ends for me. No more after that. You need players for the here and now, players that are ready to come in and be dropped into the team, or very quickly dropped into the team, and and we haven't got time for potential now. Next summer. Next summer, I think we do have more scope. If you're moving on Thiago, you're moving on Henderson, maybe, um, and maybe Fabinho, you look at that situation. Next summer, I think you could bring in a younger player then, depending on how the lads this year have gotten on. But this isn't it. One roll of the dice, and that's Thuram. Anything else, I think we're, we're, we're taking an unnecessary risk. 
if there was a swap deal with Salah and Mbappe, how much would we have to pay? I don't think that this price point for Mbappe is, is in the realms of sanity. I find it hard to believe that anybody, be it Real Madrid, Liverpool or anybody else, would come in and pay £250 million for a player with one year left on his contract. Do you think we'll win the league again with these owners? If we don't do it in the next three years under Klopp, no. But because of Klopp, you never know. You know, if we get off to a fast start and City have a hangover, let's say, from the season before, maybe. Do you think if Trent officially moves into midfield, there's a world where we could sign Juan Cadrado? I would rather sign Juan from the chippy. Cadrado is horrendous. For the love of God, don't please don't suggest to me we sign Juan Cadrado. Fuck me. All right, I did say I had more stuff that I haven't spoke about yet, and I wasn't lying. So, uh, apparently Liverpool have reportedly been keeping track of Mainz youngster Nelson Weeper. W-E-I-P-E-R. Uh, Build, who of course are a German publication, say that Liverpool are keeping an eye on the player and that we've been keen on him for over two years and have already wanted to lure him to Anfield. I mean, they make us sound like a pedo with sweets there. Would you like a sweetie, little child? Would you like a sweetie? Lure him. Some of the language these people use is mental. Uh, Fabrizio has said that negotiations between Al Ali and the representatives of Bobby Firmino were advancing, talks are underway. He joined up with Edward Mendy, who also completed his medical test and signed a three-year contract as a new Al Ali player. So looks like Bobby could be making that uh, dough over in Saudi. What else have we not spoken about tonight? Um, James Pierce has said Trent Alexander-Arnold will be the priority in terms of agreeing a fresh deal. I'll expect that to be addressed in the coming months. Thiago and Joel Matip are expected to leave as free agents in 2024 unless they push for a move this summer. Now that's interesting because does that put the kibosh on a potential centre-back signing? Because if Matip's expected to stay and leave on a free, that's kind of at odds with what we'd heard from... Nigel Jones, who said that Matip was the most likely to be sacrificed, if you want that for a, a better word, because of his contract situation. Uh, David Lynch said 100% a centre-back could come in. Oh, let me read back something, actually, that Connor sent me earlier on. Because this disturbed me greatly. So apparently David Lynch was done dirty. And I don't want to name outlets because it's not my story. But apparently his name has been put to articles for outlets that he hasn't written giving quotes that he didn't put um and there was a tweet that was i think deleted that said seriously just fuck off do you think i've wanted to see my hard-earned reputation destroyed and let me say if that's the case if he has really been and i've no reason to believe he hasn't if he's posted this shafted by those outlets that's disgusting because reputation is all we have in this world and if a journalist in particular has his reputation undermined by an outlet putting his name to stories that he hasn't written, they should be held accountable because that is fucking low. That is low to do that to a journalist like. Yeah, look, it's low. I mean, I could mention the outlet, but it's not my place to say. It's, um, I mean, it's shithousery of the highest. It's not even shithousery. It's worse than that. It's, it's downright destroying someone's hard-earned reputation. And it's very difficult for a journalist to make their way in this world and make their name. And if David Lynch has been done dirty like that, then I severely hope that he gets compensated and a public apology for the falsehoods that have been put with his name. Um, 
Yeah, so I sincerely hope that uh, it gets resolved from because, you know, I'm sure every journalist is happy to be held account for stuff they've said and written, but if you haven't written it, that's not right. Uh, pleasure, as always, catching up with you guys tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night and the night after and the night after, so don't worry about that. Uh, don't forget to check out the latest video as well on the uh, Anfield Agenda YouTube channel if you haven't had a chance to look at that. And again, thank you all for your time this evening. Been a pleasure, and I will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.